Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Live podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. Uh, it's another month, therefore, it's another live show. These are one of the little highlights of my month, and it's when uh, the Patreons will get together and and sit and discuss uh, a topic that we uh, that we kind of sort of pick between us. Uh, and a few months back, we decided that we was going to dis- basically work our way through the alphabet, which is which is something that that I like to do. If we're ever kind of just sort of sitting around a table at a party and and kind of conversations maybe not as as, as good as around and everyone has to pick a track and you work your way through the alphabet it's great so we're kind of doing a bit of that but each month we're going to pick a letter so if you missed last month's uh needless to say we started with a uh and we're going to be discussing b this evening i think you get the format it's pretty straightforward um this is the first one of the new year, and we, we're literally just back after the new year. So this isn't uh, a packed house tonight. We've got uh, we've got quite a, uh, a smaller amount of people tonight. So uh, so any of you patrons that are listening that couldn't make it, you snooze, you lose, because I've got a feeling this is going to be the best one because we've really got the the cream here tonight. Uh, so all of you that uh, are otherwise occupied, you've missed that. Right, we're discussing the letter B. Um, I've had a little think about mine. I'm coming in on double points because all of mine's got two Bs, and I'm sure there's going to be lots of people looking around here. I know for a fact that two years that I'm, I'm looking at, I know well enough to know that I'm sure there's going to be a double B in your pick. But um, but let's find out. Let's find out. And I'll start with. Um, so I'm going to go um, big Steve. I've got big Steve, little Steve. Um, not that Big Steve's particularly big or Little Steve's particularly little, but Big Steve's bigger than Little Steve. Uh, and so it makes it easier to to, to go with that. Uh, we've got Brett and we've got Cy with us tonight. So, um, Big Steve, we'll start with you. Give us a B, mate. I'm going to go with um, Bong Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> Bong Ripper. <laughs> bong, bong Ripper. Right. Okay. Bong not ball ripper. It's not. It's not like. It's not that sort of party, mate. Okay. I mean, tell me what party we're going to, Steve. <laughs> oh, this is a proper. Um, this is like um, an instrumental kind of stone or doom band. And particular highlights for me. There's. They've got a couple of albums. One's called Satan Worshiping Doom. There's like four tracks on this double album. 
and each side, the first side's hail, the second side's Satan, the third side's worship, and the fourth side's doom. And hold, so it's all like four tracks spread over a double uh, gatefold vinyl. And the second album I want to bring up is one called Hippie Killer. Well, I've got an amazing song called Reefer Sutherland. Reefer Sutherland? What, yeah. <laughs> you can tell what sort of vibe they're, uh, they're going for. Oh, I'm loving that. I'm loving that. Um, are they on Spotify, Steve? Yes, mate, yeah. Fantastic. Right. Well, uh, I'll leave you to pick a track that we'll put on the uh, the little um, mix. It's got, it's, got to be, it's got to be Ray for Sutherland, mate. It's amazing. 100%. 100%. Uh, remind me what they're called again. Bong. They're called Bong Ripper. All one word. Like it's taking a rip from a bong, basically. Fantastic. Where are they from? Uh, the States, like New Orleans or somewhere like that. But no. yeah, they're, they're again, you know, purely, um, you know, uh, subjectual. That if you if you like that sort of thing, they're kind of one of the best bands doing it. So they're amazing live as well, like ridiculously good live, so tight. Just the way all all their songs build and then build and then build and then you get the explosion and it kind of dies off and then comes back in again. So good. Fantastic. Right, we kick things off with Reefer Sutherland. Um, right, uh, I'll move uh, to you, Brett Carter, please. <laughs> I'm going to have to drop the double B. It's got to be Betty Boo. No, um, that's not the double B I thought we was going to get. <laughs> I know exactly the double B that you're going to get, but I'm going to go for the other one. Yeah, when Doing the Dude came out, everyone was like, hello. <laughs> I mean... You- You've had her on the podcast before, and it's like every man of our age is just like, I love you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I don't know if you, if the video's up on YouTube of that episode, but yeah, there's a very doe eyed boy looking at her in that episode. <laughs> that was all the dreams come true. You're not ever going to see my face like that unless I ever get Claire Grogan on. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was wonderful. Um, Alison, I believe is her name. Uh, yep. and, and do you know what? It's, what? What's interesting is with with Betty Boo and and obviously when doing the do dropped and where are you, baby? It become kind of it was very pop, wasn't it? And she was a legit big pop star. But have you seen the clip of her in the the the, the is it McDonald's or a fast food restaurant? I think it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a McDonald's enemy, isn't she? And with, you just like, uh, wow, you're good. Chuck, there, it's definitely Griff, isn't it? And yep. And, and I can't think, and like, and it's when she was in the well, the very early sort of uh, formation of the She Rockers, and she's just rapping to. I think Griff's even beatboxing. It's uh, uh, it's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, love it. She she was fantastic, and I think she went on to be um, quite the songwriter. I think she wrote for lots of other artists as well. I think she's uh, yeah, yeah. She's, uh, a, a bit of a ledge, but yeah, great shout. Betty Boo. Right. Little Steve, what you got for us, mate? Um, well, since there's only a few of us, I take it we'll have a few goes round because I've got a few that I can mention. Okay. Um, I'll start off with Berlin. And not the song that jumps to mind immediately, <laughs> um, although that song is on the album 
uh, Count Free and Pray. It's the last song on that. Um, Pink and Velvet, it's a long, it's got David Gilmore doing guitar solo on it. So it's a build of that. So it's like a sort of mini Pink Floyd song, just, which is nice. I know nothing about Berlin other than that. Apart from Take My Breath Away. Yeah, I, I remember that um, about 15 or so years ago, probably maybe longer than that, um, MTV or VH1 were putting all these bands back together, and I think they'd done Frankie, uh, and, and one of them bands was Berlin. And I remember thinking, who wants to see Berlin get back together? Were they not just that band that had a one-hit wonder? But obviously stateside, they were, from what I gather... They were quite big. I mean, and she was a smidge away from becoming Princess Leah. Terry Nunn, she was up for that. And she was supposed to get in it, seriously. And but the album Count Three and Pray is well, it's rocky sort of female fronted transvision rampy, that sort of yeah. style of rock sort of thing, like guitar riffy and whatnot. And I really like it. And it's not because it was, you know, around at my palaces and he'd got it and you're just like what the fuck is this that you're going to be putting on? But the first song, you're just like, I really like this. And then when Take My Breath Away comes in, you're like, ah, it's just cheesy, just overheard it. But it's, a, it's all right in the album, but it's the last song, Pink and Velvet. That's the one I'll pick from that. Oh, I will endeavour to, uh, to to check out more Berlin and uh, and we'll stick that on the the compilation. Um, Simon Lovell, what have you got for us, mate? Um, I'm going to go for, I've got the double Bs as well, but I won't, I won't shout that one. Um, Blue Aeroplanes for me, and they're mentioned quite a lot by me. They're my favourite B band, I reckon. And they're from B Bristol as well. You're only having one point for that, mate. Don't be greedy. You ain't having two Bs. All right. uh, tell me more about the Blue Aeroplanes, because I don't know that much about them. They were one of those bands that when I pick up sort of, Older copies of the NME in in the early nineties, you know, maybe from like the sort of tail end of the eighties and the turn of the nineties. Blue Aeroplanes were one of them bands that were always on the sort of cassettes and were always being sort of hyped about. And I, I've never really heard that much, of, you know, by them. So what am I missing out? They didn't really. I don't think they ever got big. And they, I mean, they've had an insane amount of members in their band. The, the, my favorite album of theirs is B as well, Beat Songs. But they, I saw them. I saw them in the late eighties at. In at the Salisbury Art Centre, and they were they were fantastic, and they had a sort of a bit of a dancey one. Um, uh, was it called Breaking in My Heart? Which was sort of, they turned into a bit of a dance one. They got huge amount of guitarists. I saw them once, and they must there must have been about eight or nine guitarists on stage with them, all playing. And it's he he's like a he's a bit like uh, Marky Smith sort of style. He's a poet more than anything else. But the the album Beat Songs is incredible. They did they did a iffy version of um, the Boy in the Bubble by Paul right. Simon. Um, but Beat Songs, oh, it, it is his it's his lyrics more than anything else. But they're just a big sort of they do a few acousticy ones and but it's always he talk he doesn't sing he talks rather than. Um, but they they got me through like going to college every day when I was going to Bath every day from here and that album. I think I bought it three times on vinyl where I've worn it out. It's probably, I, it was one of my most played albums ever, Beat Songs. And they're just, um, 
Yeah, they're great. And they had a dancer on t- on stage called Wojek. I can't remember his surname. And uh, before Bez did, Bez was doing it, and he was on stage with his top off dancing on the front of the stage. Was was that, was that the bald guy? Was the bald guy the singer? No, I don't think either of them are bold. Oh, well, I got that wrong. Okay, right. Fair enough. But yeah, that's my... Just that's, my that's my main B. Okay, good chat. Good chat. Uh, well, I'm going to kick off with a, a double B, uh, and I'm going to go for um, the Beach Boys, um, because, uh, well, I bloody love them. Uh, and, and I think... I think Pet Sands, uh, like my, my favourite albums, constantly just rotate between Pet Sands, what's going on in Astral Weeks, and uh, but I, I rewatched the the film with um, oh god, what's his name? High Fidelity. What's his bloody name? It's not C. John Cusack. John Cusack. Uh, I rewatched the, the 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 film about you know where he plays uh, an older Brian. Um, have you, you guys seen that film? It's it's absolutely fantastic, and uh, and I think it's on the BBC iPlayer now. You can you, you can watch it over there. It's it's, it's really good, uh, and it's kind of sort of a game of two halves, really, where they, they sort of show the the early part and the, the influence of, of of their dad Marty and, and what an arse he was, uh, and how he, you know ultimately sort of broke Brian. But uh, but I was really lucky. I don't know if you went to this, Steve, but. Um, Big Steve, this is who, who, who lives in the same area as me for listeners. Um, but Brian Wilson, uh, when he was doing the Pet Sands tour, maybe sort of five years ago, six years ago, um, for some bizarre reason, came to South End. Uh, he did the Cliffs, didn't he? He played Cliffs Pavilion in South End, which is insane. Uh, and I was blessed to get a ticket, and and I'd be hard pushed to find a moment where such a large amount of people have been so quiet when everybody left the stage and Brian just sat at the piano and, uh, and, and played God only knows definitely the, the room, the, the biggest room I've ever been in where I would say 80% of the people there were males over the age of 40. And I would say that at least 80% of their, them, their bottom lips were wobbling all over the place when their opening bars came. It was, Absolutely beautiful, and uh, I'd have been a mess. Oh, mate, I, 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 I was an absolute mess. Uh, yeah, it was it was absolutely wonderful, uh, and I think God only knows he's one of the greatest records ever made, uh, and I think Pet Sands is one of the greatest albums ever made, and I fucking love Brian Wilson. So Brian uh, and the Beach Boys, uh, three beef there for you. So yeah, I'm going to go with the Beach Boys. Right, so we've gone full circle. So. Um, Let's uh, let's 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 change the format a little bit here. Then, um, Brett, what have you got? Can I just say, Stu? Of course, you can. Um, I don't like the Beach Boys. How do I mute people on there? <laughs> I, I just never, I've never got them. I, mm. I, it's really weird. It's one of those bands I've never got, but I love. Um, who's the brother? Um, the other brother, Dennis. Dennis, I absolutely love Dennis Wilson. I adore his album play it quite a lot yes um, but I, I just cannot i've tried time and time again with the beach boys and i just cannot it just doesn't i don't know why it just doesn't click with me my wife likes them i'll tell you what's really weird like uh, I, I recently read, i read recently that noel gallagher's the same 
Like, he just doesn't like the Beach Boys. And I just think, I just don't get it. And But then I don't like Led Zeppelin. And all of my mates go, how can you not like Led Zeppelin? But he's just... He, he don't like the Beach Boys because he couldn't rip them off. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> Too complicated. Um, but, uh, but yeah, do you know how I got into the Beach Boys? Obviously, I, I grew up here in surfing USA and I get around and stuff like that, which is just in the very fabric of your, you know, uh, 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 of music. But someone lent me, uh, wouldn't it be nice? No, wouldn't it be good? Uh, Brian's book. And I went, and at the time, it went, you could go into HMV and buy like certain CDs for like, I don't know, four quid or four ninety nine. Uh, and I bought Pet Sands and I looked at it and I only knew Sloop John B and uh, uh, Wouldn't It Be? Uh, so I was like, oh no, and I knew Hang On To Your Ego because Frank Black had released the cover of it. So I was like, right, I can't... it is a great cover. Uh, and so I was like, okay, so I'm going to buy some. And I just put it on repeat while I was reading the book. And it kind of soundtracked the book perfectly because all of what he was singing about was retrospectively looking back at his life. And that book was kind of sort of telling that as I was listening to it. And it all just kind of clicked with me then. And do you know what? It's really weird when you talk about bands that that you just don't get. And this is a B as well. And you know, I don't. I, I apologise if I'm going to jump in on anyone's here. I, I, I won't be saying anything particularly favourable about him. But I went back and I... I put on Grace by Jeff Buckley um, a couple of weeks back because I don't get Jeff Buckley. No, it's not I don't get it. I, it just doesn't work for me. I understand how beautiful his voice is. Uh, I understand there's some very complex melodies in there and uh, and what a beautiful-looking man he was and how, you know, I like I liked Tim Buckley. But I thought, I must be missing out on this. And I put it on again. And I listened to Grace from start to finish. I really like um, Last Goodbye. Love You Should Have Come Over. That's all right. See, I'm, a mass- I'm a massive fan, Stu. Yeah. And I, I, just, funny, I, I feel like I'm missing out. And I, and, I, and I bought it. I bought it on a big fucking like, uh, box set CD thing. And I go back to it probably once a year and go, right, am I going to get Jeff Buckley now? And I put it on. <laughs> and I just go. I guess a couple of songs, and I just go. Oh, you just don't. Yeah. For me, like, I, I saw him live. Twice, oh wow! And he was just, uh, yeah, he was incredible. But I was a huge fan. Any, I was a huge fan when Grace came out. But yeah. it's the same. I feel the same about the Beach Boys. I feel really pissed off. I don't get it. Yeah. I feel. I feel really left out and a bit jealous. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I like drugs. Yeah, he liked drugs. So, yeah. <laughs> A lot. So it should work. <laughs> the thing is, there's shitloads of music. You like lots of it. You're not going to like all of it. And even things that are top quality and you can see what's good about them, you can see why people like it. It just doesn't hit you, regardless of who it is or what it is. And you're always going to have that. And the more things that you like, then the less you're going to listen to them because you're having to rotate more. So it's good to have stuff that you don't like that you're not going to listen to. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it'd be good, it would be a good um, podcast to do bands that we really don't like that we should. So it's like because there's huge bands, isn't there? I'm sure that we all like really don't like that mm. everyone loves. Yeah, like me and the wonder, me and the wonder stuff, Stu. 
You don't have a wonder. Oh, that is fucking eat them. Oh, God's yeah. sake! All going to kick off in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get really weird. Don't get me started on muse. Right. Oh, fucking hate you. Uh, <laughs> but I'll upset everyone when I say that I don't like Queens of Stone Age. You know that. And, uh, I hate them as well. <laughs> I hate them. I hate him as well. <laughs> yeah, he's not a particularly nice man. <laughs> um, I was going to you, Brett, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring it back more juvenile again, I'm afraid. Um, I'm imagining when I was about 12, 13, my mate Ian had an older brother called Sean who would record all this stuff off Max Headroom and the Tube and whatever, and we would sit down and watch it. And then Baluey, some video coming with imagination. And there was nudity. (laughs) That was it. That was the greatest record of that six months in the world. I don't care, you know, he's he's rubbish, but at that point in time, it was the best bee ever. (laughs) What's Baluey, some? Was that the guy's name or was it a band? I have absolutely, I think it was the guy's name. I, I mean, I don't remember much about it apart from the video. Yeah. And yeah, he had ble- bleach blonde shaved hair. And we were like, yeah. wow. Um, yeah, we were impressionable, like 12, 13 year olds. I'd, yeah, it's really sprung to mind. You were like, beat, beat. Yeah, that, that one. I remember that. Wow. You know exactly what all of us are going to do the minute this conversation finishes. I'm <laughs> <laughs> imagining. <laughs> that will be the most random thing to get pulled up in front of your boss for, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> Put your son's imagination on YouTube. Explain that, please. <laughs> Brett said there were boobs in it. <laughs> Fantastic, fantastic. Well, let's go back to you, uh, Big Steve. What we got? Well, first of all, I'm disappointed that the BB wasn't Brother Beyond. Oh, mate, that, I, I think the harder I try, if re-recorded by an absolute wicked, like, 60s kind of Motown band, I think the harder I try will be one of the greatest Northern Soul records ever made. There you go. But my... My actual choice is a band called Brothers of the Sonic Cloth, which is Tad Doyle from Tad and... Oh, right. You know, all those bands. It is kind of more sonically heavy band, shall we say. But they are, again, they're another amazing band. And I saw them... Have you been upstairs? You've been to the Black Heart in Camden, show? I have anyone. Upstairs, they've got a tiny venue. Probably, maybe a hundred people at a push can get in there. And I saw them in there, and it was literally when the first note he he plucks on the guitar, you kind of just it just mashed into you. Like the person standing next to me, her hair all flicked up from the from the just sonic aggression that was coming out. But yeah, they're a great band. How did you discover them? Just through like kind of going down a rabbit hole from Ted? Well, I think they were more kind of. I was. I never got the whole. I was never massively into Ted and um, stuff like that. But um, you know, my mates we all see all the different stuff, and they were like, "Oh, check out this band called Brothers of the Sonic Cloth." I was like, 
who's in it? And he was like, oh, you know, it's Tad Doyle. And I was like, ah, oh, never really liked Tad. But obviously I gave it a listen and, yeah, they were wicked. Because it was more kind of in keeping with the stuff that I was listening to at the time. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, so they're, they're worth checking out if you like um, Tad stuff and you know, all the other bands that he's been in. Yeah. Millions of bands. Yeah. No, I've not, I've not heard of him. Um, fantastic. Um, Steve, what you got, mate? Um, uh, another sort of divisive band, um, Bikini Kill. Oh, wonderful. Very sort of a voice that at times is highly off-putting and very screechy, but when it works, it works. Half of their songs are not very good, but the ones that are really good are amazing. And the song that I'd probably pick would be um, Feels Blind from the first. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Whatever it was called again, or the second album, whatever it was called. Have you- the whole Riot Girl thing was very bizarre. But had a lot of have you watched the Kathleen Hanna documentary? Yeah, yeah it's really good. Fantastic. It was such a good watch, that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's pretty fucking cool, she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and, and I've got to be honest, uh, personally, I remember the sort of furore about the sort of right girl stuff when it happened. Um, and it was only a few, it was only really them and um, obviously Huggy Bear, Huggy Bear that, that, that kind of really sort of made it sort of onto my, my, my sort of record decks. And, and it was only really when you just got to understand just how good a voice was, was probably the Tigra, really. I think when I sort of, when the first time I heard Decepticon, I was like, fuck. Yeah, so totally, so different. And the Julie Dolphin song, Ha Ha. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. 
screeching yeah. high pitched and just sort of threw you at times. But I thought they were really good. And I mean, I went to see them. Can't remember if it was Huggy Bear and them or if it was somebody else, but. Did feel quite uncomfortable with the fucking audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite sort of bizarre. Did Did anyone get along to the recent um, La Tigra gigs? Like, because they 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 played a couple of shows, didn't they? I, I think. Am I right? Maybe right, but didn't know. Didn't know. Didn't go. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure. Uh... Oh no, it was Bikini Kill. It wasn't La Tigra. Um, they came over and had some Bikini Kill shows. I'm sure of it. Like, I'm either way off the money here, but I'm pretty damn sure that... Um, well, I think you did, because they did, they did a load of represses of um, the old albums, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty damn sure that that, that happened. Um, yeah, oh, that's a great shot. Bikini Kill. Um, Mr. Lovell. Has uh, is is everyone still got two, the double Bs to go? Well, Kathleen's married to one that I'm thinking of. Oh, I was going to say Brother Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Is that somebody just said Brother Beyond? I didn't mean Brother Beyond. I meant Black Box. Of Nobody's mentioned Black Box. <laughs> They're a cracking band. Are we allowed to say? Yeah. Are we allowed to say the most important double B yet? Yeah, go for it. It's been the same as yours, Stu, isn't it? I hope so. I've got two. I Billy, think of. go for it. Billy Bragg. Oh no! Fuck! Of course it is. Why would I even thought of that? Uh, yeah. Oh, I've got yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, yeah. a, I've got a three B. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah. No one else would have heard of it, probably. But there's definitely three Bs in it. <laughs> Has it got the word burn in it? Yes and no. <laughs> Beelzebub. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go down the list of bands that I know with either bong or some kind of pun on, like, smoking weed or anything, we'll be here all day. It's a whole different podcast. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, So, talk Billy Bragg, mate. Uh, There's there's nothing else. There's nothing you can say about him, is there? If you like him, you know why he's just fucking amazing. Yeah. He really is. And if, if you don't, yeah, I sort of get it if you don't. But as a writer of politics, fantastic. But when he sings a song that makes you want to cry, there's nothing. I mean, he's got to be up there. Workers Playtime is for me. That can that can do it for me. Yeah, easy. Um, and like, oh, one of your favourites, Stu, is on is on the album after, isn't it? Um, oh, what's it when you're Take in the dark at the top of the stairs? Don't try this at home, yeah. That's what you are. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, Billy Bragg is just fantastic. Yeah, I think Um, workers' playtime, Valentine's Day is over. Like, that's that's a bit special. Uh, Have you seen him do the, um, what's the big American festival? Um, South by South. Oh, South by Southwest. Yeah, have you seen him? He did. he did a little gig in a bike shop, like in a mountain. Yeah, bike I've shop. seen that. Oh, it's so good. What the no, I just I think that's on YouTube. I think, I think, yeah, I think it is actually. It was like almost like a tiny desk sort of one, but it's just him yeah. in a bike shop. He's got a load of bikes hanging up in the background, and it's just 
he's just wonderful and he's a nice bloke isn't he as well yeah he seems like a really nice bloke you really had his nice. I, I said, yeah um yeah his, his son was lovely jack um just uh, uh, uh i don't know if i've re- retold the story of of uh of trying to be called dad when when pip was chatting to billy bragg at glastonbury one year when they were both playing because Pip supported Billy Braggart. Oh no. Pip, uh, Billy come out and sung with Pip when Pip played Coco. And I think Pip's played with Billy Bragg a few times, but he said he was at Glastonbury once and I was just chatting in the field. And, uh, and I think Jack at the time was about 17 or 18 and was just like, come over and he was like, right, dad, I'll, I'll see you in a bit. And he said, like, he watched Billy Bragg go, right, well, look, I'm going to be waiting here, so don't go too far and, like, don't drink too much. And when you do, like, make sure you give me a call and, like, so I know where you are. And he said he just watched him look absolutely embarrassed of his dad and just, like, oh, whatever. And, like, knowing you think, oh, even Billy Bragg's not, can't be a cool dad. It can't happen. You can't be a cool dad. If Billy Bragg can't, no one can. And uh, that's fantastic. Your dad's probably, like, smashing it out of the park at Glastonbury on stage, but, like... Yeah, whatever, Dad. Like, oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. Um, where are we at? Is it? Is it back to me? Uh, right. Okay. I am going to throw in. What have I written down here? Uh, well, I, I guess I'm going to say the Beastie Boys then, because, well, like they they're just. There's there's cool one there, and then there's like Beastie Boys, and like it, it's just it, it, it like every now and again somebody a, a put up that footage of sabotage on Letterman, uh, I think it's Letterman, uh, and it's like fucking hell, like it's beyond amazing, and the energy and just everything they done, they just um, you know obviously. I'm of an age where License to Kill was like License to Kill was the the most exciting. That was my punk. That was like you know big inflatable cocks on stage and uh, and you know at the time thinking you know songs like Girls and and Brass Monkey were just really cool because they were just almost novelty comedy type songs with like really infectious little melodies with, you know, that sort of whiny little kind of rap over the top was like, this is amazing. And then it's also got big guitars. And and I remember just, you know, and then the whole VW thing was so exciting. And, and I'm not going to lie and say that, you know, I was first in the queue to buy Paul's Boutique. I wasn't, you know, I, I'd kind of moved on. And and it was only really probably when I heard uh, So What You Want or maybe Something's Got to Give. Uh, it used to play Something's Got to Give on MTV like quite heavily. And I think around that time, a lot of my mates were smoking a lot of weed and someone bought Check Your Head. And I was like, wow, this is the Beastie Boys. This ain't what they used to do. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think some of like the lads that were skating and that would all be listening to that. And and then I think after that, they dropped Get It Together with Q-Tip. And it was like, oh, what the fuck's this? This is so cool. And then obviously they dropped Sabotage and then the world just remembers that they're the coolest motherfuckers on the planet and it just got cooler and cooler and cooler. You know, you, you kick off that sabotage 
video and then you follow that up with like sure shot and like which is just such a ridiculously good song and root down and like all of these singles you know just kept coming and coming and coming and then yeah I, I just think I think when MCA died it was it was just like it's really strange it was like one of the only celebrity deaths that was like fuck because there ain't many bands in your life that I think will, from when you're 13, release the most coolest sort of record that's going to affect the way you dress, the way you, you know, the, the, the way you carry yourself and everything about their style was everything I wanted to be. That's going to literally continue throughout your life. Every time from the age of 13 to literally watching their their documentary when that dropped on, on Apple TV a few years ago. Just, oh, for my whole life, these have always been at the top of the game, innovative, constantly evolving, constantly looking cool as fuck, you know. And, yes, there's some questionable stuff on Licence to Will in regards to the, the, the kind of where their heads were at with it, you know, and, 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 you know, being that kind of frat boy thing, but that's what got on the attention. But the way they evolved as people and the way that they carry themselves as artists and certain um, MCA more than any of them. Like, uh, yeah, just fucking amazing. Amazing. Brett, you got your hand up. What, 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 what do you want to add to this, mate? Um, everything you've just said, but looking back, I mean, I also will admit when Paul's Boutique came out, I didn't get it, but you look back on it now, it's an absolute hip hop masterclass. Mm. It's wonderful. We- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You look back and think there's not a bad track on that. Um, it's a, is it a shame that it was missed? It's not. It's it's a hidden gem amongst their back catalogue. Absolutely yeah. love And I, I think when we go to hidden gems, if we go around again... I want to talk about a hidden gem uh, by another B. That, and I think when artists do have that kind of, that thing that people may have kind of overlooked at the time, it adds more value to it in retrospect, I think. Like, it makes it that kind of sort of, gives it that cult status. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, okay. Um, Steve, what you got? Little Steve. Well, during all these conversations, various things pop in and then you read them and and you start thinking about one thing and then another thing. You're like, oh, I should mention this and I should mention that. Um, what will go for? Boston, another 
a band that sort of evokes one song more than a feeling. Yeah. That's not the song yeah. I go for. It's the album Third Stage, um, starting off and finishing off with songs Amanda and Holly Ann, who sort of complete cheese fest rock ballads that I absolutely love. <laughs> that they are exactly what you'd expect it to be. To Boston, I love that. Exactly. You've got to keep things interesting and change it up a bit. <laughs> Absolutely. Was that something that you heard growing up, Boston? No, it was just, again, it was Runs and Pals, and it was an album he had, and he slapped it on, and it was just, it was, the album was about 35 minutes long, 10 tracks, and it just sort of flew past, but sort of sing along a rock, ballad cheesy nonsense. I loved it. <laughs> Love it. You can't... Um... Who does, um, uh, oh, God, uh, blah, 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 loving you. Uh, I'm going to keep on loving you if it's the Chicago? only. Chicago? It's not Chicago. Uh, Ario Speedwagon. Ario Speedwagon. Fucking hell. Should have known by that. Look in your. Uh, that is just that big FM rock production, like all over. It's, it's every... all of that elk. It, it's something that's not well-known and not played a lot, so therefore you can listen to it and enjoy it because it's got yeah. the same feeling as that, but it's not the thing you hear constantly. Absolutely, absolutely. And I hadn't listened to any of that, and it was when we had, very early on, when I had Colin Murray on, would have been in like one of the, in the first year, Colin Murray uh, picked the REO Speedwagon track, and he was like, when you finish, go and listen to it and crank it up. I reckon I listen to that record maybe once every two weeks, that single week's on my like kind of dog walking playlist. And like, I am clenching that, that air and I am pulling that fist pump in mate. It is, it is an absolute. Yeah. Do you like, do you like Yacht Rock as a rule though, Stu? I, well, I, I have a, I would say that one of my favorite ever vocalists is uh, Michael McDonald. Like, yeah. Because he's got that beard bass vocal, uh, like anyone that sings through the beard and makes it sound like it's got that, like that beard filter. He's got a beard filter, yeah. And like that track, he's you know, um, uh, what's the Doobie Brothers track uh, that he sings? Do, 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 do. What fool believes? Like yeah. that fucking hell! What a tune! Like, I yeah, love a bit of kind of mid seventies to early eighties. Big, big American FM radio production, and it? it's fucking great. I like Chicago as well. I love Chicago. I, I wanted, I wanted the jacket that Pizza Tira wore in the uh, uh, what's the big single? Ooh, baby, please don't go. That one. Don't go, yeah. The video he had, uh, the the jacket he had in that video was just kind of one of them sort of like American sort of frat boy bomber jackets. It was like this really cool shade of green, and he had the kind of long blonde hair. And I remember thinking, "God, he looks so cool!" But I really want that jacket as well. Uh, uh, weird, I remember these weird little things, don't it? But uh, but them kind of jackets, they, they would, I think they jumped me because as a kid, like all the cool stuff was American, wasn't it? When you was like ten in the eighties, and like, and everyone had them kind of cool jackets. And I remember when REM released monster mike mills was playing on top of the pops and he had this kind of like big jack like big colorful retro jacket on and i remember thinking because mike mills generally looked like the librarian in rem and like 
uh, and, and I'm not, that's not a diss, you know, I, I, I adore that band. And, uh, and his vocal on Neil Old Evans, Sublime. Uh, but as he's playing Crush with Eyeliner, they were on top of the pop side thing, Crush with Eyeliner. And as he turned around, this retro jacket just had the fucking old school 70s Casey and the Sunshine Band logo on. I remember thinking, fuck, I want that jacket too. That looks so <laughs> cool. Mike Mills is rocking an old school Casey and the Sunshine Band jacket. But uh, yeah, wicked. Right. From uh, Boston to Chicago. Um, where are we at? Who's next up? Who? Did you say one, Si? Um, I don't know how many times you've been around. I don't know what we're on. What have you done? You've done... Billy Bragg and Blue Aeroplanes. Right. Um, I've got a big list, but I've got... Are you going to do something unheard of, did you say? Something a bit... Have you yeah. got one that's a bit of a gem? i got one by um, Alicia Blue. I don't know... I don't really know much about her or I haven't listened to that much of her, but she does does a cover of Jane Says by um uh Jane's yeah, Lee. by the Jane's Addiction. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's a real little gem there, Alicia Blue. It's I a really lovely it's a lovely cover. That's a um, record anyway. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they are they are a yeah. No, that that was um, it's just a lovely, lovely cover. It's it's just not obviously as good, but it's it stays the same sort of. But the other one I was gonna say was like Big Thief. I love Big Thief. Yeah, good shout. Good shout. I can keep going. You can keep going, can't you? There's quite a few bees, really. Uh, <laughs> there is. <laughs> uh, but uh, have you seen the the, the video of? Uh, I, I guess it probably would have been early two thousands when. James got back together and Flea was playing bass for him. Uh, and there's this kind of live video of him in this. It's a surreal thing. Perry Farrell's got like these kind of plaits in his hair. Oh, yeah. and, uh, and I think Navarra's back in the band then. And and they play, James says, and like, fucking hell, like the steel drums are just going. And, it is, and you just remind yourself that Perry Farrell's got one of the most insane voices ever. It's so yeah. big. It's did so- you see? You've seen them live, too. Yeah, a few times. Yeah, yeah. I did, did see them do the. Paul for Pyros. What's that? I didn't ever see. Yeah, I saw that. I don't think they were a patch, but no, no. James is an incredible band. Yeah, I saw the the reunion shows for where they played uh, Ritual. Um, oh yeah, did you go, with Nick? I did. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's he's a. I mean, I love that band, but, you know, he's obsessed. He's one of his favourite bands. And uh, I did hear a great story. I probably mentioned it on the podcast over the years. But um, my mate uh, Bobby was in a band called Does It Offend You? Yeah. And uh, and he was obsessed with James. And and they got to play with him at Lollapalooza or, or Coachella or one of these sort of big American festivals uh, in in the sort of uh, early two thousands, uh, and he said he was so excited to t- try and knock on their door to their dressing room door to just say hello. And he said like, and he was chatting to Perry Farrell and in the background over Perry's shoulder. He could see a makeup artist drawing on Dave Navarra's six pack and accentuating it with makeup, which I thought was fucking fantastic. <laughs> 
little bit sad, uh, but uh, I'll we just... Should, we should do that for the live, live ones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll get our six packs out. Yeah. Going to need it. Going to need Big fat calendar. <laughs> Mine's more of a keg than a six pack. <laughs> Mine's more like lure pack. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Big Steve, what you got, mate? Uh, oh, I've got again. I've got a massive list here, mate. Go on, um, then. I'll probably go for a band called Bosk. And the song probably that I would choose is one called Atom Smasher. Again, an incredible live band. Just brutal sonics. Kind of sparse vocals, but when they do kick in, they're they're obviously really harsh and shouty and screamy. But yeah, again, just an amazing band. And... um, uh, Daniel P. Carter's done artwork for some of their releases. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Or what? At least one's my knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Brett, well, it's already awesome, actually. Not that long ago. Yeah. Okay. Did you want to rattle off a few more before we move on, Steve? If you got a list. Oh yeah. I mean, I've got the best who you interviewed on. Uh, on one of your, one of these, um, between the buried and me, Bong, Bongzilla, Breeders, Brent Bjork and the and the Bros, Blue Tones, oh, it'll just go on and on and on, mate. Fantastic, fantastic, uh, Brett. Um, I've got another double B. Go on. Um, unfortunately, it's in my wife's handwriting. Um, it's the Backstreet Boys. That's all I'm going to say. We'll, we'll move straight on. Um, <laughs> um, again, rattling off. There's there's some four blokes from Liverpool. What are they called? Um, the Beatles. That's the ones. Yeah, they're going to be big. They, they, they were quite big at one point, apparently. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell you which was my favourite, but yeah, I mean everybody loves them. Um, if you want to rattle some more off, not a problem. Um, Let's do it. Bob Marley. Yes. Obviously, Blondie. Oh. I thought Bob Marley came under M last week, last month. Oh, yeah, that's under M. Yeah, good point. <laughs> All right, then. Forget that. We'll Sorry, Do that in the edit. Yeah, Blondie. Um, Blur. Yep. There's, again, my wife's handwriting. Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen, Boo Radley's, Banana Rama. I mean, who doesn't love Banana Rama? Oh, mate, any, anyone that don't like Robert De Niro's waiting, have a word with yourself, because that's a pop gem, that is. As is Cruel Summer. Yep, absolutely. They all just look so miserable. Most of them are there, don't they? It's so cool, though, isn't it? That, like, you know, a three-piece girl band, like a pop band, they did just look so miserable, and it was fucking fantastic. And then they duet with Fun Boy Free. So you've not just got... Girls. You've got Terry O in the mix as well. It's about as miserable as it gets, but it's joyous pop. It's fantastic. Wasn't one of them having an affair with Terry Hall at the time, and that's how it all came about? I think... I can't yeah. tell you details, but I'm pretty sure that's the story. Yeah, I think Terry Hall... No, no, Terry Hall was with... Was having... I don't think it was an affair, but he was seeing, if I'm right... 
Berlin to Carlisle. Uh, because that's how they wrote um, Suckers in the Sand. (laughs) (laughs) Alex is sealed. Alex is sealed, yeah. Because it was a a love letter from Terry to her. uh, And, yeah, and I mean, Terry was the coolest man on earth and Belinda Carlisle was arguably the most beautiful woman to walk the planet at that point. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you mentioned big country as well, then Brett. I didn't, but I can do. Oh, can you? Yeah, no, just I thought yeah, you big country. Yeah, into my head. So I've I've got to ask then, as a as a as a Scott, uh, Steve, uh, how, was Restless Natives on your on on, on your kind of VHS uh, collection growing up? Yeah, well, I did have it. Yes, I did think it was a great film. Good soundtrack, big country. There is a few good things. Yeah, they were never anything that I was massively into. You know, it was Same. never really that important. Uh, it, 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 at that time, it was big country time was still madness. You know, they yeah. were still the biggest thing. Even although they were not quite as good in the, the last album, although I listened to it recently, and still enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, and that's just made me realise I've got my facts wrong now. Belinda Carlisle was having an affair with Suggs at this point. Because when when, um, the Go-Go's first came to the UK on their first tour, it was playing with Madness, and maybe the specials as well, but she was seeing Suggs, and it was Jane Wilding that was with Terry, and because Jane was the principal songwriter in the Go-Go's as well. Uh, so that was the yeah. I got my my, my uh, head around my ass a bit there. So uh, yeah, because no, Mad- Madness did a string of dates at the PBGBs, wasn't it, or whatever it's called, with the Go Go's when they first did right. America. That's probably where the the link is. Yeah, yeah. The Go Go's toured with them in Britain, and that's where it sort of first went. And then I think we got them across there. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was that? But I thought sort of that way around. Mm. Yeah, there's a there's a really good uh, documentary about the Go Go's on Sky Arts, and and I guess maybe in the UK they weren't quite as big as what they were in the States. Um, uh, and and it's in, in regards to the kind of what they achieved, is I think they were the first girl band that wrote and played their their own stuff to have like number one album and and stuff like that. It's like it's pretty mad. <clears throat> big they were um and yeah i actually read billy mccarlisle's book as well um which she doesn't come across very nice in you, you like cocaine had a big big part in a lot of her life and uh uh and and yeah and i mean in regards to writing pop records jane wilding I mean, Rush Hour was one of the greatest pop records ever made it's an absolute stone cold gem that is uh Covered by Joyrider in the early uh, early to mid nineties, new uh, new in the uh, cover there. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, what have I got for oh, any more? Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to throw in for B. Uh, I'm going to find the Buggles uh, purely for video called the Radio Star because uh, I think it's uh, it's fantastic, and I've been listening to a lot of it. Um, I was chatting to. Uh, come from Company Gang the other day, and he's just finished Trevor Horn's book. 
And uh, that's that's going to be my next read. Um, he was just kind of talking about a lot of his work. But yeah, Buggles uh, is an, an, an absolute banger. Um, and I had notes. I'm going to shout out The Beloved, um, the yeah. first album uh, by The uh, Beloved Happiness with Hello and Sunrising and Time After Time. I, I absolutely love that record. Um, Band of Horses, uh, and uh, still, still one of the nicest guys I've ever had on the podcast. Um, and yeah, and I'm going to, uh, I'm got to say uh, the BGS, um, because uh, the BGS are pretty fucking special. Um, and 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 it was it was interesting. We done a, a hardcore listing a little while ago. We, we guested on a um, on the the proper mental podcast. We was talking about. Uh, songs that you sort of lean on when you're feeling rubbish, and I obviously we've done an episode like that. And and I, I, I mentioned I started a joke by the BGS, and and it was about a week later that Pip messaged me and was like, "I knew you'd pick the most miserable song you could possibly pick." And he was like, "What was interesting with the two guys that you mentioned that had absolutely no fucking idea what that song was?" Uh, and I think I'd even sort of said. Yeah, Faith No More covered it, remember? And they're both like, yeah, and I thought, no, you don't, do you? Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I think Robin Gibbs singing I Started a Joke by the Bee Gees is pretty fucking powerful. Uh, I've never heard it. Are you serious? No, seriously, I've never heard it. Oh. Until, until you mentioned it the other day on Hardcore Listening, I'd never, ever heard of it. Oh, my God. Have you? Have What's you, it called? I Started a Joke. Oh, I've listened to it after this. Oh, mate. Strap in, mate. It's a heartbreak. Right. And then also go and watch the, the Faith No More video because uh, there's a very, very young Martin Freeman in it as well. Um, but, yeah, so it, that, I mean, they don't do a lot to it. They basically do what they've done with Easy by the Commodores, just put Mike Patton's fucking incredible voice over the top of it. But, uh, but yeah, I'll go BGs because, A, they've got some of the greatest disco records ever made and they've got the most beautiful songs. Like I started a joke in Massachusetts and... Uh, got to get a message to you, and the list goes on. Uh, I see, a, I see a little clip of them the other day. The three of them just sitting over acoustics, playing um, the the song they wrote for Barbara Streisand, "Guilty," and it's just Barry just sitting there playing it and singing it. He's like, "Fucking hell!" Uh, and then you start thinking like "Chain Reaction," which was one of them songs when it came out in the late eighties. I was like, "Oh, this is shit! Like, this is cheesy." And I listen to Chain Reaction now, and I think that's just a masterpiece. Like, uh, yeah, all about the BGs. Um, anyone else want to throw some bees in? Matt Berry. Oh, great! Oh, is that on acid jazz? Yeah, I got a bit. Uh, they pissed me off at the moment. I'm waiting for an order from them for weeks, so I slag them off on the podcast now. That's my record. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Matt Berry. Absolutely adore him. I like I like his acting, but musically, I think he's incredible. Uh, he's just phenomenal artist and talent. Uh, you fans, uh, I, I am. Yeah, yeah. music. I think Steve mentioned the Blue Tones earlier. I think Mark Morris has plays in his band. I think Matt Berry or, or works closely with him, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, right. Yeah, there's definitely a, 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 a there's definitely some kind of connection there. I'm trying to think exactly what it is, but uh but yeah. Uh, did, you listen, did you listen to his um have you heard his album the theme tunes he does from T V 
theme tunes from the 70s. No. Fantastic. He's even got Blankety Blank on there. He does World in Action, which scared me. Still scares me. I used to have to go swimming when that was on, and it scared me because I didn't want to go. Always, whenever I hear it, I feel a little bit like I might want to go and hide under my covers in my bed. Was World in Action but, where it had the kind of... the, the... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was quite terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. He does Rainbow on there. Blanky Blanks a cracker. Oh, I've got to get this. All right, great double B. He's got a double B. Blankety blank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's definitely worth it. Have you not heard it, Brett? No, but I'm definitely going to seek that out. That's tomorrow. It's fantastic. It genuinely is fantastic. He's a pure tunnel. That. He, no, and he collects synths, doesn't he? He's, a, he's got like, a ridiculous... Uh, he's got an, uh, is it just called TV themes? I, I think so. It might be, yeah. It's on Acid Jazz. I've got it here somewhere. That's cool. <laughs> uh, i chuck a couple more in. Yeah, go for it, mate. Uh, there's a list. Some are good, some are bad. It was done over lunch, over tea. Um, Beyonce, obviously. Yes. Um, Everyone's favourite, Bewitched. Um, <laughs> she was so <laughs> nice when she was on the podcast. <laughs> Biggie Smalls. I mean, yeah. he was influential. I was in the States when he got shot, and that was all over. The first time I ever went to the States, all over the news. And Ready to Die had just come out. Um, yeah, that was that was an interesting experience. Big Daddy Kane, if you like your 80s hip-hop. Boy George. Yeah. Um, Billy Idol, everyone loves a bit of a loves a bit of that. That's an eye. That's an eye. Is he? All oh, right. Okay. We, um, Lazy cunt. Lazy cunt. The Bangles. Oh, great shout! Great shout! Uh, yeah. Uh, do you know what? Go like that at some point, don't they? In their life at a disco. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? I'm going to move on before I start salivating and, and sounding like a. Dirty old man. Dana Hoffs. <laughs> You're among friends, <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Look, it's been a lovely chat uh, this evening, fellas, and we've managed to get through an hour of talking about uh, bands that start with B uh, and not mention Bon Jovi. So well done, everyone. And uh, I'm... Uh, or Biffy Clyro. Or Biffy Clyro, yes. <laughs> I'm going to press stop now, but don't go anywhere, fellas. <laughs>